Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep. Home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. S&T Bank. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson, and this is the Drive on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970, and uh, our live ongoing coverage from Steelers Training Camp here at St. Vincent College. This is our number two for today, and uh, well, the rain continues to hold off here, yeah, uh, which is a good thing. Um, we'll see how that continues the rest of the week. It doesn't look, hmm, I don't know. Uh, great oh, really? for Tuesday, I guess. But yeah, it's it, a little ways away. Yeah, it's a little way. We'll see if that changes between now and then. But we've been uh, unbelievably lucky with beautiful. Really have we've been here, um, right? the, You know, even when it has rained, it hasn't been any thunder and lightning. So they haven't no, had to right. cancel practice. Like they've yeah. practiced through the rain a couple of times uh, already. I'm in sure this the camp. coaches don't mind some rain too. Yeah, yeah. They I have mean, to deal with the elements a yeah, little bit. Got to be able to do that. It's been hot, but not crazy hot, and it's been sunny and beautiful. Absolutely. And I know Mike Tomlin would like it to be hotter. Hotter, I'm sure. Hotter. I'm sure. Bring on the heat. <laughs> As I say that now, I look out there and there it is sprinkling. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it's starting. So, crowd. just a, a light rain. Even the crowd, uh, some of the people in the crowd starting to put up some umbrellas here. But mm-hmm. uh, nothing too crazy at this point. It's just a light, light rain. Um, but that will clear some people out here. It's just, you know, they start looking, okay, if it's going to get heavy, I'm going to get out of here. Yep. I keep playing. No, I don't think playing. the heavy stuff comes out for quite a while. <laughs> They're doing nine on sevens here. Another uh, middle of the field throw to a tight end. Seems starting to be a trend here. See a theme. Yeah, see, see a theme. A theme. I yeah. sense a work the middle. Of the I field. sense a trend. I like it. Absolutely. So who we got out there? We got Washington. We got McFarland. We got Gunner. Or no, Gunner's coming off. It looks like Trubisky's basically got the twos there, give or take. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hard to tell that in days like this when you're missing so many starters. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I do like what I've seen from the offense thus far. And I know I a lot of people were going to hold the, hold off judgment on that until they see what happens. But I, I just think this offense, again, I'm not going to say it has nowhere to go but up because I thought they played pretty well uh, overall in the second half of last oh, year. Oh, for sure. Uh, but punching the ball into the end zone. Score more, more points. Yeah, score more points. Yep, more explosives um, would be good as well. You know, right, more middle of the field. Um, no, there's – but they're – as you said, I mean, they accomplished a lot in the second half of the year, though. Yeah. You know, I mean, starting with the run game. Yeah, you come up with that mentality that, right. that, hey, we're going to be able to run the football. Yeah, like we know that already. That was a big question mark going into last year. Sure. Are they going to be able to run the ball better? That, it had been for the last three or four years. Mm-hmm. Can they run the football better? And now I think the quarterback is – really prone to take a step forward. I think the scheme is coming a long way. They have better personnel. You know, you had yeah. Solomalu and the draft picks and Allen Robinson. I mean, those are better dudes than you played with last year. So, no, I think the offense is ascending. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just, you know, can it be – it doesn't have to be. I know everybody says, well, you got to be able to outscore the Chiefs or the Bengals. You have to be able to outscore whoever you happen to play that that particular that day. game. Right, right. And all that matters is do you outscore them by one point? Mm-hmm. 
Um, that that's the the bottom line. But you'd like to be, again, to your point, a little more explosive. A little more I, explosive, sure. You know, they had a lot of trips into the red zone last year, um, but they were middle of the pack in terms of scoring in the red zone. Right. Even maybe a little bit below, you know, middle mm-hmm. of the pack. Um, you know, so if you can take advantage of the trips that you do make into the red zone and get that average up, I think they're around 52% last year okay. on touchdowns. If you can get up around 55%, that was more league – Average. Average. Right, right. Uh, maybe even a little bit above that, but add some explosives yeah. to, yeah, the, to the package. And I think those big receivers can help in that. I agree. Uh, way too many of their touchdowns came from close range. Yeah. You know, and they need to stretch a field more. Um, I think you'll get more and more looks. Well, frankly, they ran the ball into eight-man boxes like as well as any team in the league. So teams played them near the line of scrimmage, and they didn't, take, they didn't make them pay for it in the passing game. That has to change. And – I'm guessing it does, and I think a lot of it falls on Pickett too. You yeah. know, and just being more comfortable, knowing when to take shots. Um, he did have, he did make a lot of big throws in the second half of the season without putting the ball in harm's way, which is critical. Cr- yeah, critical. Yeah. That's a great word for it. Yeah, but I do think it's going the right way, and I love that they're practicing and working on all the areas that we were complaining about last year. You yeah, know what I mean? It's, <laughs> it's a lot of stuff in middle of the field, deep down yeah. the field. And even the stuff that's down the field, when they go down the field uh, now, uh, you see deep outs and things of that nature. Yeah, they're not just go going. routes before. Right. Go route, go route, go route. Um, I, I've you know. really paid attention to the number of goes, and yeah. it's way, way down. And you know, I think if you can get your, your number of 20-yard plays mm-hmm. up, yeah, um, you know, and, and you do that by – you know, some deep ends and things of that nature where you're, you're pushing the ball down the field. That's going to keep – that's going to back the safeties off more than just continuing to throw go routes down the sideline. Absolutely. And go routes, especially when you know they're coming, aren't that difficult to defend. Yeah. You know, you, that, you have that sideline side as, as, yeah, right. as, as a defender. Yeah. And the other thing people don't think about is you ask these guys to run go route after go route, they get tired. Right. You, you know what I mean? That's a sprint. I mean, and it's a physical sprint. You, you keep doing it time and time again, you're not going to be quite as fresh. But when I say explosives, they don't have to resent result in touchdowns. You know, what I mean, right. a twenty yard, twenty yard pass play—that's a chunk play. Catch and run, yeah. whatever. You know, how you get them doesn't matter. You know, so uh, I, I like that they're not yeah, middle of the field again. Another one, yeah. Washington using his big body and stretching out his hands, snatching that thing away. So he's looking good. I'm trying to think, Matt. You know, since—and I'm not counting the the individual drill stuff. Mm-hmm. But since we saw George Pickens on the opening play of training camp. I, Run that, run that go route down the sideline. We haven't seen that a whole lot. Austin here and there. Yeah. Pickens here and there. You do see – this doesn't count, but you do see some running backs running down the sidelines deep, you know, especially yeah. earlier in camp. And that's, you but know – That's different. I that's like that. different. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's something – you're going to win that. Yeah, that's what you're looking for against There's the a, linebacker. We're deep down the middle right deep there. Deep down the middle. There put we go. it right on him. Yeah, put it right on him. Is that nice uh, throw by the young, young whippersnapper yeah. there, Morgan. Morgan's not. He's got some. He's doing all right. Some juice here. That it's was a nice day for him. That was to Chisna there down the uh, down the middle, of the, right pretty, down the middle, in between the hash marks down the middle. Of the couldn't field. have been more the middle of the field. Yeah, that <laughs> was deep, deep middle, right between the hashes. You're right. That was great. It's funny you, you mentioned that Pickens versus Peterson first play, and it was cool. You know, like yeah. challenge him. But I go, I'm sitting in the back of my head, like. A go route. <laughs> Are we going to see eight million go routes? And, then, and we haven't. We haven't. Yeah. We really haven't. I mean, you know, I, I, there there have been some, oh, but not, not nearly need, as yeah. many. Yeah, it's not, not nearly as reliant yeah. on it. That's great. That's and exactly you know, you so if you're a team studying the Steelers, going if you're the, the San Francisco 49ers, mm-hmm. 
you're going to look back at last year's film of the Steelers, and you're going to see all the, oh, okay, we better be sure. ready to defend the go route. And then they don't do it. Then they don't do it, right. You know, now you're, you, you start, you're 20 yards down the field, and you break it off, and you, and you run a, a deep in. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to put that corner, it, it, you're going to put them at risk. Yeah, and we got a team period coming up here. Yeah. Probably nearing the end of practice. This, I, I believe, yeah. is a, a two-minute drill here. Oh, is to, it? To uh, finish off practice here. So, Kenny Pickett okay, yeah. uh, in the shotgun here with Najee. Is that Najee to his left? Yeah, no, it, is. Uh, it is. Yeah, so Najee out there in a, in a two-minute situation, which I like to see. Yeah, I'm glad they do this right before uh, the breaks, you know, before yeah. the day off. It's uh, Friarmuth over the middle yeah, for about an eight-yard gain. He's uh, I getting guys assume here. they need a touchdown. Yeah, you usually so. You said they usually give them a, a timeout as well. Yeah, yeah. Get it out. There you go. Up yeah. a little bit behind uh, Calvin Austin on that mm-hmm. one. Again, that rain. Uh, yeah, the rain just slicked up right the now. field a little bit. Uh, Connor Hayward started on the but field. That stops the clock. Back off. That does stop the clock. So that's not bad. It's third and three here. So mm-hmm. I gave a, a that seven-yard game. game was a seven-yard helpful game. Helpful right, right at the beginning. Yeah, because now on third and three, you could scramble if you're Kenny Pickett here too. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, and if it's a must-have situation, you could hand the ball off. Yeah, he's got Najee Harris to his box. right. Uh, double receivers to his left. A single down here on the bottom. <laughs> Excuse me. Some good rush there. Off oh, the nice pass there it to uh, Cody White. He gets he gets the ball out on the crosser, and that can, he gets out of bounds. That gets him a first down. There was some pressure blindside, though, that they had to slow up on instead of blasting the quarterback. Yeah. But this, this isn't exactly full of speed the defense. Yeah. But they are at the uh, they're now they on the, the defensive down. defensive forty five here with a first down. He got out of bounds, so that was helpful as well. So they can huddle up and regroup. Got Connor Hayward out there now in a in a mm-hmm. see in a, I guess that's a wing. Yeah. Pickens to his outside. You got double receivers on the other side. Take a shot with Pickens. Najee here. Harris on his left. Pickett takes the snap. Drops back. Got a good What's pocket. Safety, yeah. Okay. Oh, he's got oh, him. He's gone wide open. Wide open down the field. Somebody got behind the defense there. Is that Cody White? I think again? It's White, yeah. Yeah, Cody White. So Pickens scrambled a little bit. He stepped up in the pocket to his left. Mm-hmm. And that allowed Cody White to get uh, behind the, the defense there. Uh, I don't know if they bit on him starting to run there or if somebody ran in underneath yeah, that route. Yeah, I was focusing more on this side of the field with Pickens and didn't give Cody White enough credit. And I think the defense did the same thing. Yeah. So he was wide open. And to, to, to uh, Pickens' credit, A, he spots him in that mm-hmm. situation. B, that's a tough throw. That's, that's a tough throw. That's going. about a 35, 40-yard throw on the run. Moving to your left. Moving to your left, right yeah. To come back a little bit even – back across the field a little bit. And there were so, bodies around him. He yeah. couldn't really step into it and, you know, set his – yeah, that was a very nice throw. Looks like they mark him down at the four there. It looks like the offense used their timeout in that situation. Okay, which I think is fair. I don't know that he would have scored. Yeah, right. I don't think he would have either. That would have been a so spectacular play. We've got basically uh, not four downs here from the uh, from the four. We can't see what the clock is here, but there should be plenty of time left. I would think. Empty backfield, and you get uh, Warren now motioning in and he's to his uh, pickets left. Takes the snap, <clears throat> looks to his right. More pressure. That would have been a sack on that yeah. one. Yeah. And we get the yeah. incompletion there. Uh, that was, again, to White uh, as he was going out of bounds. He couldn't haul that one in, but that would probably would have been a sack on yeah. that. Yeah, that was a nice rush there. That was uh, Quincy Roche coming Roche. off the backside. Yeah. I think so. he was the one two plays ago as well. Okay. I think. I didn't want to give him credit if it wasn't him. But. Yeah. In that situation, you, you would like to see Pickett get the ball out of his hands a little more quickly. Yeah, yeah, especially in the red zone. Throw it away, yeah. whatever, you know. Right, live to, live to take the play. I mean, first down. and ten, you have three more shots. Right. 
Okay, we got uh, Fryermuth, the this single this receiver could to, this could go to, Fryer to the left side here. Yeah, you get, get a lot like of room that. to work with. Yeah, you might like that look. Yeah, uh, he's got Warren on that side as well, so maybe use Fryermuth to clear that side out, and then we get some motion and then back back to the right side here. So again, he's looking that. Well, you, yep. no, he's looking right, coming across the field and tried to put it up where only George Pickens, Pickett, yeah, George Pickens could catch it. <laughs> it's hard, a, a little too high. A little too high for yep. Pickett. That play was taking a little while, too. It, he wasn't under a lot of pressure, but. No, he kind of just jog rolled out then. to his right. 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 So now we got third from the four. Yeah. The defense is holding up well. Let's see what they uh, go with here. I assume they'll have two cracks at it. I wouldn't mind saying something to Fryermuth. Get him singled up on the outside again and try something there. Yeah. And, again, I like that with, with Warren on that side as well because you let you – let, I'd let Fryermuth clear that out and then mm – -hmm. They're going to do it down on this side now. Again, it's almost the same. Well, they got a, they got a bunch formation to his left. Firemuth down here on his own on the right with Warren on that side. So let's see if they try to do something like that here. Warren's going to chip. Pickett steps That's up. That's cheating, Kenny. Yeah. We're yeah. not allowed to tackle you. <laughs> but he takes it they in marked the end him, zone. Mark him down at the one here now. So Good. Okay. Inside, yeah, inside. Because he would have got something. Just I don't know inside if the two. In, right? Yeah, I don't know if he gets in there or not. So you got fourth down here. This is for all the marbles. But, of course, that's a game. He's going to put his shoulder down or die. Yeah, oh, absolutely. You know, right. yeah. Yeah. Let's see what happens here. He's got Warren to his left this time. White down here to the outside. Looking. Oh, quick oh stick. batted, batted down, down at the line, at scrimmage. line of scrimmage. Denied. He was trying to go to that quick slant to uh, Cody White there. Mm -hmm. just, he was uh, real decisive about it. He liked it. Oh, he, he planted. Got and, yeah, down. boom. It was there. Give the defense credit. They had a they had a coverage bust and yeah. then made up for it, you know, on the four for four plays in a row. Yeah, I'd like to see that, you know, with Allen Robinson and Deontay Johnson out there. Of course, of you course. Right, I don't right. think either in either time that they've run the uh, two minute drill or two minute offense here uh, have both been times when they've been unpadded practices, mm -hmm. and it's been those two guys have been given a day off. Well, the defense would like that T.J. Watt and Cam. True, <laughs> true. So touche. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Touché. Yeah, they wouldn't have minded that. So but now, now we're going to do it again with the twos. Yeah, so we'll see here if uh, – Drive starts on their own 35, same circumstances. You know, got to get got to get a score. Mitchell lead this one. Yeah, the second-team offense did score the last time that they did this. So yeah. So we'll see how this, this goes. Kind of the Washington signature moment of camp. I would think next week when they do this, if Morgan's going to play, a good sign of that would be that if he goes out there and runs one of these two. he has one, yeah. Maybe he does today. No, they only do two. So. Oh, oh, okay. All right, there's a quick, quick out. Quick out. Yeah, I think you get the first. Yep. Uh, they look like they marked it just short. Okay. So they're um, going to have second and less than a, a yard. Nice, uh, yeah, nice gain there. Now you can take a shot maybe. That's yeah, that Fitzpatrick. Got, um, you got three downs to get one yeah. yard. Lining it up again here. He's got Anthony McFarland. Oh, oh. oh, oh, oh we calling something there. Coach blew it. Mike, yeah, Mike Tomlin's stopping that one. He wants to see. They don't have – they don't have refs here today. I can't, so. Yeah, I can't uh, tell what he's barking there. Maybe something to the defense there. Hey, guys, know the situation? Not a penalty, though. Not a penalty. He I just stopped that might the be play. a pre-snap yeah. or something. Okay. Trubisky st stops back. He takes the easy yeah, dump the off first, there. Yeah. Uh, gets the first down to Anthony McFarland over the Quickly middle. Right hustle. to the 50. Right to the 50. I wonder if they had two plays called there. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Looks like it. All right, he gets him quickly to the line again. Shifts McFarland over to his right side. And there's the snap. He drops back. Got a good pocket again. Oh, it goes there. Oh, that's a nice, nice throw. throw. That's a nice throw down there to Miles Boykin. Yep. Down uh, the seam. Down uh, well, about the 22, 23 here. It looks like they're marking it to 23. 
That was against uh, 38 out there on the outside. Um, that is uh, Madre Harper out there. So Yeah, Trubisky put that right on the money. Yes, he did. Very decisive about it Get as well. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Ooh, wow, that's that, that a catch. Sure looks like they're going to give it to him? That Hayward? I think they're giving it to him. That's a typical Connor Hayward that's play a, there. Connor Hayward just caught that ball sliding to the ground with one hand. One hand. And I, I believe he held the ball against his, his helmet. They're right. We don't have instant replay here, folks. But, but he's inside the, the 10 now. Yeah, they gave him a catch. And oh. Oh, nearly intercepted there. Somebody didn't do it there. Yeah, by, to, by huh? 35. Uh, it was Luke 82. Barku on that one. Um, yeah. That so, stops so the clock. So that stops though. the clock. Yeah. I, I would have noted I wanted to mention. They've done so much motion. And it looks to be effective, and I'm all in favor of it. But I love in the two-minute drill, they've none condensed that. all that. Yeah, you know, none of that. that. Yeah, Because you, you don't want to take the time to, see to do the time. it. Yeah. Right, right, right. They're doing a little bit, but it's not the long, you know, exaggerated well, And to your motions. point that you always bring up, Matt, when you go to a two-minute offense like this or a hurry-up, mm -hmm. the defense has to kind of default. A little right. Bit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. you would know, okay, they play a lot of zone in these situations. Mm -hmm. They play a lot of man in these situations. Oh, you get figured out quick. Oh, I got tipped and I got picked tipped off. And, did he get it? I think. That's two tip balls by the yeah, D-line to end drive. Yeah, tip pass by the defense that, that uh, um, Elijah Riley comes down with. I'm not sure if they're giving credit or that, not. They don't seem to be celebrating. They, yeah, they, they, the defense was trying to sell it, mm -hmm. uh, but they're saying, no, the ball hit the ground. So so what down is this? This, this is will be third. third down, yeah. Third and goal from the seven. Third and uh, – yeah, we'll call that the seven. Just, in, just, yeah, outside, eight, the, yeah. just outside the, the seven there. Okay. Trubisky back. He's got McFarland to his left again. He scans the uh, defense, calls for the uh, the shotgun snap here. Drops back, plants, fires. Ooh, I almost broken up again. Too. Yeah, broken up again. Trying to go to Miles Boykin there, and uh, again, thirty-five. Luke Barku with the uh, pass breakup. He might ball. be the best of the best of that group that we were talking about earlier. Yeah, the, the guys we didn't know much about, and now we're starting to learn about type yeah. guys. Yeah, the bottom of the roster dudes. He's doing all right for himself. Again, gets his hands on the football. Okay, we got fourth down fourth here. Fourth here for all the marbles. All the marbles. What you what you looking for here, Matt? Who you hmm. who you targeting? Who, we, who here? we got out there that you like? Maybe the big fellow Washington again. Yeah. Well, you got Boykin out there. You got mm -hmm. Washington. You got some big bodies you got out Gunner, there. Gunner, McFarland. I don't know who the fifth skill guy is yet. Um, looking here, eighty-two is out there. So. Um, that would be uh, Des Fitzpatrick. So another good size receiver, six two mm -hmm. receiver. The small guy out there is uh, Gunnar Olszewski in the slot. In the slot, I would be keying on Washington. They've got Boykin singled up out there on the outside, on the left side. Let's see if they he tries to go that way. He's looking. Oh, he's Washington, looking Washington. Oh, he's Washington slipped. slipped, and the pass goes incomplete. That might have been there. It might have been there. Yeah, yeah that, he, there was a he little slipped coming out of his right break, there. Yeah. Right, and then and Mitch threw it before he. Slipped. Not a bad idea, though, by Mitch Trubisky. Hey, let's go to the big guy. Yeah, yeah. And Washington's not happy themselves. Yeah. Smack himself on the helmet. As soon as he – like, Trubisky let go of the ball, and, and, and Washington was coming out of his break. Just as soon as the play. head tried to go – he tried to turn the head around. He slipped to the ground, and the ball went flying about a yard in front of him there. Yeah. But I, that might have been sure a sure looked like a touchdown. Sure I, did. I was yeah. keying on him the whole time, too. And I'm like, oh, they're going to hit him here. And yeah. Then he slipped. And that will do it so for the defense wins today. both. Defense, two for two. The offense did drive down there, Moved the ball. but was unable to get it into the end zone. Yep, and apparently they didn't need a field goal. So yeah, they needed a touchdown. Fell so. just short. That's good competition, though. That, I oh, mean, it is. When, when people, you know, we saw it with Daniel Jeremiah yesterday when he tweeted out that, uh, you know, everything with Mike Tomlin's practices is competition. Mm -hmm. 
And absolutely, these guys love that stuff. They love, it. yeah. It keeps yeah. now the defense has uh, has bragging rights for two they days. Also, they too. also won, yeah, for two days. Yep. They also won seven shots earlier today. I right, right. Four, I had that? four three on they that did. one. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right about that. Um, so, yeah, a good day, a good day, another good day of practice in the books here for the Steelers. And we're gonna take a break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to the Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. Our live ongoing coverage from Steelers training camp here at St. Vincent College. We'll be back with more right after this. Welcome back. I am Dale Lally. He is Matt Williamson. And uh, this is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. And the uh, Steelers getting a full practice in today. There was some question about whether that would happen. Uh, But the the players were able to get that in. It's family day here. So you see a lot of guys out there with their uh, loved ones. There's more people on the field now than usual in terms of friends and family and et cetera. Yep. Yeah. So uh, good practice. Um, Ended there with that two-minute drill. And, uh, again, you look at what the offense did there. Um, we don't know if Cody White gets in or doesn't get in on that. Oh, right, you right. Know, I, so, you know, that's questionable. He may have split those two defenders there and gotten in. You don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think maybe Mike Thomas. Now we're going to put that at the four and give them. And you get one more. We live a little seven shots right. here. Yeah. So, you have four shots from the one or from the four, and they did not get in. Yeah. Uh, Kenny there Pickett, was a picket scramble, scrambling. Right. May have, again, same thing. Does he get in there? Maybe. That's what say, right? yeah. yeah. Maybe his momentum carries him into the end zone. You just don't know. He might make that guy miss or you know, get yeah. a shoulder down to get that extra yard. You know? But a, a really good throw on that situation, on that rollout to the left. To, oh, yeah. To Cody White. Um, I, you know, that, that's a that's a big-time throw. It is. That's not an easy throw at all. Defense will probably get a talking to for that one, too. That looks like a yeah. lapse in a coverage. Blown coverage of some But type. then they toughed up near the goal line, you know, in both instances. So. Uh, I know everyone focuses on the offense, and that's easier to do, especially when there's not pads on. But the coverage is pretty good there down low. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, another good practice in the books. And, um, well, we'll see what what, uh, goes on here with the Steelers. They get the day off tomorrow. Uh, So I guess uh, a lot of guys maybe taking the day off tomorrow and going home. Uh, Yeah. There will still be some some of the younger guys probably will be hanging around up here. Yeah. I mean, the fact maybe that they go golfing or something. Yeah, like that, I'd say know. some of the young guys maybe just hang and get extra sleep and hang with their buds and you know do very little or who knows. Yeah, um, I would imagine some of these guys are going to go home with their families after family day. You know, right, right. Head, head back to Pittsburgh or wherever. Uh, no, Joey Porter Jr. out there today. True. Um, yeah. he, I guess he's dealing with uh, an ankle injury of some type. Nothing serious no i um, saw him out there happy and you know he's yeah. not in a boot or anything or you know uh, but also um, no make fitzpatrick out there uh i didn't see kz was not out there either yet i think you're right yeah right. so um they're just know, veteran day off guys yeah, so, right? patrick peterson wasn't out there so there's four members of your secondary you'd sure. think they're gonna play a reasonable <laughs> amount of <laughs> yeah. snaps yeah. yeah so a little bit different so today wasn't exactly ones on ones no you, you no know. but you know anytime that, kenny but... pickett's on the field you want to see the offense look sharp but you also want to on the conversely want to see the defense look sharp yeah. so we get to actually see a little bit of both there yeah we did and you know back to Pickett, he looks very in control you know he's moving guys pre-snap there there was one play i meant to mention it down by the goal line where Fryermuth looked like he was going to come in motion and kenny was like no no i don't want that now you know yeah. like i could tell that their communication was i know that's what we call but i don't want that now and you know because he Feel uncomfortable as opposed to just running things exactly as. No, I think I know what the defense is running here. We yeah, don't, we don't need to have that motion here. Exactly, yeah. and I don't see 
you mentioned this a couple of days ago, but it certainly holds up. I've seen very, very few poor decisions from Pickett, you know, in yeah. terms of knowing where to go with the ball. They're not all complete. They're not all big plays. But rarely do I say, man, I don't know why you threw that one. You know that's what I mean? A, yeah, that's – I mean, he, when people talk about Kenny Pickett and, you know, they want to bring up the numbers from last year, he just looks the part. Yeah. You know, you see so many young quarterbacks in this league that's really the they first thing they just don't show. look right. the part. And they never do. Yeah. And sometimes they just don't get it. And he has pretty much since the beginning and really does now. You know, and I know that's not scientific and that doesn't create touchdowns, but being comfortable in your skin, in this role, being an NFL starting quarterback, there's only going to be 32 of them in week one, is a lot to deal with, you know, especially as a young guy getting the respect of your, you know, your, your teammates. And, you know, I saw him in the cafeteria today, he's sitting there with the O lineman yucking it up and, you know, it fits in with everybody. He's there with the offensive lineman every day. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's not a bad uh, idea there. I mentioned no. that to, to Wolf. Uh, we were sitting there having lunch the one day and I said, Wolf, Kenny's there with the, with the offensive lineman eating lunch a lot. And he goes, well, he knows where his bread's buttered at. And I said, well, if he doesn't know where his bread's buttered at, the offensive line's a good place to start to ask them where, hey, where's the bread at so I can put some butter on it. No, I think you, you have heard a lot of that over history of some of the great quarterbacks are really close with their O-linemen. I think Ben and Pouncey were really tight. And, you know, I mean, they're different worlds. I mean, one yeah. of them, you know, one of them is – grunt work and it's a different mentality one of them's the star of the show but one doesn't work about the other no they they, they don't so um it, it's just a good sign i mean you know some guy maybe, maybe they go hang out just the quarterbacks go hang out together mm -hmm. just the, the quarterback wants to be at the wide receivers that kind of stuff you see all those guys together it's not just the quarterback and, and the offensive line I'll, you know i'll see Deontay Johnson over there hanging with those guys. And these guys generally like each other. No, and I do think this team values that. Some of it's well, a small percentage, but the familiarity of brothers and lineage and all that stuff I think helps. But they value character and leadership a great deal. And a lot of team captains that they draft. I mean, guys like Solomalu are very, very smart. And Fahoko that they add. Big personalities, you know, that are that been around and understand you know, what it takes to win in this league. Smart, you know. Uh, Matt, the uh, Hall of Fame ceremony took place yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Over in Canton. And uh, we saw some uh, new guys going into the Hall of Fame. Just looking here, uh, a look at uh, some players who will be eligible for next year. Oh, okay. I don't uh, know class. that last. Uh, you're looking at Julius Peppers. These are first-timers. These are first-timers. Pepper, Julius Peppers is going to have a strong case. A strong, strong case. Edge isn't easy. You know, it took wear a couple years. It did. Freeney didn't get in. I think – would you put Peppers over Ware and Freeney? I think so. I think so. I think so. I think so. What's crazy about that guy is in his spare time, he was the sixth man at North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of that, the next guy on this list, also a former basketball player in college, Antonio Gates. Oh, I think he's in too. I think he has a lot stronger case than a lot of the guys that went this year. I mean, he's got to be – Top three or four in all times tight end every category, basically. <laughs> yeah. He was and, tough. Uh, he, did he hang on a little too long at the end? Yeah. That, that made it, you know, you don't remember, you know, if, you, if he was dominant for a while. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was a 10 year stretch there where Antonio Gates was tough. Yeah. My, my, everyone says this, but I think there is some truth to it is if you say Peppers, Gates, and your initial reaction is, Yes, yes. Yeah. Then that's almost all you need. You know, I mean, some people just 
pass the sniff test of do, you, do we have to really talk about this a lot or not? I don't know all the numbers, but I bet they're quite good. Uh, I think Gates and Peppers go. Uh, Eric Berry. No. I don't see that happening. No. no. Haloti Nada. Uh, poor guy. I don't think so. I think yeah. he has That's too much tough, Aaron tough Smith position, stuff but to him. Man, yeah. he was good. He was really good. Yeah. yeah. And not just saying that because he's a Raven. I don't think he played super long. I mean, yeah. I, I not, he didn't right. have a real short stint. But his position. Like, that's not, that's like Suggs is, is going to have a, a stronger yeah. Yeah. argument there than Haloti Nada does. And you might, I mean, you might ask all the CRO linemen that year and say, I'd rather play against Suggs than Nada. Right. But yeah. just on paper, Suggs' case is stronger. How about uh, Jamal Charles? No, but, man, I think, like, Jim Brown's the only one in NFL history with yeah, more I yards mean, his, per carry. Yeah, his yards per carry was nuts. Yeah, and he had a really good stretch there. I would say no, though. Yeah. Um, you got these other guys. I don't I don't see these guys as having any chance here. Uh, Brandon Marshall, Josh Sitton, Kyle Williams, Max Unger, Derek Johnson, Muhammad Wilkerson, Brent Grimes, Phil Dawson. I'm looking here at a list compiled by CBS Sports here. Okay. Um, Just up for the first time. Yeah. A punter, Donnie Jones. Come on. Don't even yeah, list yeah, yeah. a punter. Uh, Doug Martin, Adam Jones. It's Pac-Man. Pac-Man, right. Uh, Reggie Nelson, Glover Quinn, Sebastian Janikowski, no. So, Telvin Smith, Those are all no's. Greg Hardy, no. Connor Barwin, no. Jordy Nelson. Wow. No, but, I mean, I think he's like a Heinz Ward. Yeah. You right. know, like Packer fans adore him. Won a lot of games with him. Great teammate. He didn't have Ward's Phenomenal numbers, player. though. He's not quite I'd there. Say I would have, yeah. And I would put Ward in over him, is what I was about to say. Yeah. And I don't think Heinz gets in, unfortunately. Andrew Luck. Nah, he can't. But could have been. Yeah, could have been. Could have been if he pl- if he plays three more years. When he retired, I in. thought he was the second best quarterback in the yeah. league. Yeah, you know, that was pre Mahomes taking over. Like it was Rodgers, Brady, Luck. I mean, it was he would be. He was on the Hall of Fame pace. Yeah, uh, Doug Baldwin on the list there. No, great player, but no. Yeah. I mean, he might make the Seahawks Ring of Honor or whatever. Um. Yeah, I don't the see the top two or I don't see anybody else in that list that uh, has a shot, real shot there. But uh, I, I think the first two, Peppers and Gates, much like this year, I thought Revis and Thomas, Joe Thomas, not yeah. Zach, in their first years were yeses. You know, they're yeah. not, and I think these two are as well. I think Revis has the strongest case. Well, maybe not. Joe Thomas is pretty good too. Maybe they but. should take care of some of those receivers on that list next year as well, like Wayne and yeah. Holt, and clear some, clear some of that out of there yeah. because. Uh, that is really getting it's a bit of a long yeah maybe Freeney gets in someone that didn't you know was close last year was Andre Johnson up or not I brought him up before I believe he is yeah I would put Andre Johnson over all those receivers maybe I'm a little that's not how it works though man I I mean because again there'll be a a backlog uh, of receivers there and they'll have uh, uh, that's why I'm so surprised that none of the receivers got in this yeah yeah and maybe the again I'm not in the room when they're when they're talking about all this stuff Maybe they all they all looked at it and said, you know what, we've had too many receivers going in lately. Maybe, maybe and we, you know we can't just say, well, you know, eleven hundred receptions and, and fifteen thousand yards gets you in. You have to be really special because that that, that list there of receivers is you know the 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 the, the point where you go, okay, yeah, he's this guy deserves to be in, and that guy deserves to be in, and that mm-hmm. guy deserves to be in. It's, it's it's gotten to be a little crazy at that position because they throw the ball so much now. Right. I mean, certainly the 
parameters have to change for quarterbacks and receivers. And frankly, they need the lesson for running backs. You know, yeah. no one's going to have 12,000 yards anymore, you know. So, and I was thinking that when we had that conversation last week, that does it hurt Steve Smith, Holt, Wayne? I'll just use those three examples. Because I think they're basically have the all about equal case. Yeah. So if there's X amount of voters in the room, do they cancel each other out to some degree? To some degree. You know what I mean? Like, I'm only going to vote for one, and one-third of the room votes for Wayne, and one-third of the room votes for, you know, Holt. Then all of a sudden you don't have enough votes. I mean, quite frankly, I think that's some of what was holding Alan Fanica back all that time. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, there was guys in that room who said, you know, we're not – we're not putting any other linemen in until Kevin Mawai gets in. Yeah, and I remember there were some roadblocks that I didn't agree with. I mean, I yeah. understood Hutchinson. And then Hutchinson. Like, right. I still, to this day, swear that if I'd have had this that stat that our <laughs> friend Mike Sando had, and that's mm-hmm. my – I didn't think about it. I yeah, didn't yeah. think of it. How many uh, – because I'm in the room. I had to do the Fanica presentation right. before Hutchinson's. And – Mike brings up the fact that I, I think Hutchinson had eight holding penalties or something like his that whole career. in his career. Which everyone in the room goes, wow. Yeah, everybody in the room went, ooh, that's really good. And it is. And it's great. Yeah. It's great. So then after I came out of the room after the voting there, and, and uh, I'm like, boy, I'd love, to, I'd love to have had that number for Fanica because it has to be comparable. Because, I mean, you watched every snap of him. Yeah. It's not like, boy, he's got a lot. Um, so I, I texted Burt Loughton, the, the Steelers uh, – PR guy, and I said, "Hey, can can you get this stat for me? Not we can't use it this year. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. That, 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 but I need it yeah. for. I mean, to help I said, Alan's is, case. Yeah, this yeah. is one that will help Alan's case in the future. He had that. He had four. In I know it's awesome. Four, four, right in his career. If I had brought, if I that would have trumped Sandoz eight. Mm-hmm. Maybe if they I had brought that up. Yeah, maybe media, they brought. Right, yeah, right. because that was the tough thing. They just, they just, there was a, a pecking order there that those guys felt. And the, the other thing about it is, you know. For a guy like Hutchinson, he played most of his career in those two spots. I would have right. thought that you know Fanica playing a year, you know, or a couple of years with the uh, with the uh, Jets would have helped him. But in that case, it didn't because the, the all the voters with the Jets or the the people in New York said, "Well, he can't get in before Mawai." Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. They had more Mawai loyalty and love because he played there longer. Which I understand. Some I mean, of that goes on. Yeah, you know? sure. They're humans. So I always thought it would hurt guys. You know, back in the day. When I was a kid, I mean, Joe Green played for one team. Bradshaw played for one team. You know, like, you knew who was presenting them. And I remember thinking, who's going to present Terrell Owens? I mean, or some of those guys. Like, dudes that are all over the place. Or, I mean, like, Dion. They can pick a high school coach. They can pick whoever they want. They can pick their father. Oh, really? Oh, okay. I mean, not present. I mean, who would you going to make the case in the <laughs> oh, they're room? making the presentation. Right. Wherever he played, basically wherever he played the longest part, or, you know, whatever team he was with the most. the most, or where he became a star, that kind of thing. Okay. So they figure it out. You know, like Von Miller will be the Broncos, I'm sure. But yeah. I, don't, I don't know. There's just more movement of players than there used to like be. when Patrick Peterson's up, the, the guys from Arizona will I make would the, think the, the presentation. He yeah, spent yeah. more time there. I can't think of a great example, though, of T.O. a little bit. I guess the Niners, but – Great years other places. Yeah. And played a ton of different spots. Like, A.B. will be Steelers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, but I'm trying to think someone did, like, 50-50. I don't know. Um, I can't think of anybody offhand. I mean, Dion was one like that. Typically, those but... guys don't change teams like that. Right, you know right, what I mean? right. Yeah. You know, if you're a Hall of Fame type guy, you don't typically go from one team to another. Mm-hmm. Reggie White was an example. I would say Reggie White and Dion, but – 
I could make their case without any. <laughs> yeah, that's you an easy one. That's right. an easy one. Yeah, yeah there's no, there's not a lot of fighting going to sell on there. there. Right, right, right. Maybe, maybe that a guy like Jared Allen that hurts. Could who, be who played for the Chiefs and the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe. That's interesting. I, I thought that maybe it would hurt guys moving teams more than you know, Revis. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Jets yeah. were the, the the Jets were the primary. Yeah, but he did some really good things other places. Yeah, so. yeah. It's 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 an interesting but those process. Guys are slam dunks. Yeah. An interesting process. But it we're going to take another break. Right, he cool. is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. Our live ongoing coverage from Steelers training camp here in Latrobe. The Steelers have wrapped up their uh, practice here for the Still day. Still a lot of family out there. Still a lot of family and friends out there. Uh, the rain has held off, which is good. Uh, but we're going to take a break. We'll be more, or we'll be back with more right after this. <laughs> Welcome back to The Drive. I am Dale Lolly. He is Matt Williamson, and uh, we are live from Steelers training camp here at St. Vincent College where the Steelers wrapped up their uh, practice here on this Sunday uh, about half an hour ago or so. Mm -hmm. And, um, Matt, one of the big questions uh, surrounding the Steelers, there have been several questions. Can Kenny Pickett take the next step? Right, right. Can the offense be more this or more that? Uh, are we starting to get some of those questions answered here, or do we have to wait until the regular season? Yeah, I'm not ready to go there yet. Okay. I'm very optimistic about them. Um, everyone's optimistic this time of year across yeah. the league, and you're going against yourself, and a lot of this stuff is scripted. Um, I have all positive things to say, but I'm not ready to say we're over the hurdle yet or anything like that. So I, I still think there's questions. And the competition's brutal, you know. I mean, to get where you want in the division and in the conference is really tough. So, I like where they're sitting. I like the the feel and the direction of the organization as a whole, even and as well as um, you know, day to day. Each practice has been enjoyable, and they do a lot of work. But I like where they're at in terms of team building and age and those things, leadership. But let's see. You know, I'm excited. Getting starting to get antsy for preseason now. You know. Yeah, no, I hear you. And I just, you know, everybody talks about the division, the division, the Mm -hmm. division, the division. I don't see a case. Like, if you look at the odds, the odds would say the odds makers put the Steelers as the best odds to finish last in the the division. Right. I don't agree with that. That hasn't happened forever. That hasn't happened forever. No, you're right. I mean, that's. The Cleveland Browns have not finished ahead of the Pittsburgh Steelers in the division. Since 1989. <laughs> 1989. Yeah. Yep. I've said this a lot. You were still in high school. I was still in high school. I was like, just got my driver's license. You know, like that's a long time You're ago. You're now 50. Right. <laughs> a long time ago. And I'm a big believer in that. I mean, I think there are organizations that know how to win, coaches that know how to win. This time last year, I looked at the Seahawks and thought, they're going to pick the top five. They're, yeah. they're bad. You know, yeah. Drew Locke or Geno Smith, uh, what are they doing? They end up being a playoff team and have a really strong foundation right now. And I know that, you know, to say something like that, though, is not based in anything tangible. Right. It is. Like, there's nothing you say, well, the, the Browns always finish behind the Steelers because of this. Because of this, right. You know, and, that, and this is still there this year. But the Browns, to, to quote Juju, the Browns is the Browns. Yeah, right. I mean, until you prove otherwise, and they haven't proven otherwise, and they made a lot of – really risky decisions that could pay off. I mean, certainly. I mean, they have good players, but is the foundation there? And I, I'm not picking on these teams, but the Jets, Lions, and Browns 
what's their winning percentage over the last 20 years or my lifetime? It, yeah, it's right. awful. And all these pundits are picking them to be breakout teams, surefire playoff teams, potential Super Bowl teams. I just think history shows differently. Yeah, uh, and I would also say this. To me, it's much more likely the Ravens finish last than it is the Steelers. Really? And I only say that because Baltimore just did it tw- in 2021. Yeah, yeah. They've had years where they fi- – like, the Steelers have been amazingly consistent. And maybe that's because of Mike Dolan. I know John Harbaugh gets that, the same kind of love. In, yeah, In sure, that 2021 sure. season, they were 8-9. So mm-hmm. it's not like they bottomed out or no, anything course, like that. Of course, of course. I mean, they're not picking the top five anytime recently. But in 2015, they were 5-11. and 11. Yeah. You know, I mean, I people mean, forget they, they went 5-11 and 11 in 2007 and finished fourth in the division. There's a couple things that worry me from a Ravens perspective. Is first of all, is Lamar's health. Yeah. I mean, he has not finished a season in some time. I think their defensive front, Roquan aside, is average on a good day. Uh, I, I think that they're hurting there. They're, they're relying on pass rushers that are far, far from proven. But also, I, I love the idea, you know, because it makes for good podcasts and radio, that this time of year you talk about scheme changes and new guys and new places, but you don't know it's going to be better. Like right, the Ravens yeah. offense wasn't terrible during the, uh, the last offensive coordinator stint, and now they're really – no one's changing more their scheme than the Ravens this year. Right. Do we know that it's going to work? I think I would do the same thing if I were Harbaugh. I think that's the move to make. Right. But it's a risk. Yeah, I mean, I just look at – everybody says, well, Todd Monken's going to be so much – in the four years – is it four – one, two – yeah, four years now that uh, – or no, 2018 was Lamar's first season as a starter, right? Uh, he took over halfway through his rookie year. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. Okay. I mean, remember Flacco was starting right. at that point. 10-6, and 14-2, and 11-5. Good stuff. Everybody – well, Lamar's – you know, he's great. Mm-hmm. Then 8-9, and nine, last year 10-7. and seven. Yeah. You know, I, I, I just don't know that they're, you know, yes, Lamar I, Lamar is crazy tough to play against. Yeah, but the Steelers play him well, too. They play him well. Right. I, I just think that that team is, you know, they get they get much more respect when it comes to that kind of, well, the Ravens will just figure it out. Mm-hmm. Nobody's saying, well, the Steelers are just, like, you hear yeah, Mike, Mike, Mike Tomlin never has a losing season. Yeah, not much more in the camp of the Steelers will figure it out and yeah. compete. Um. I'm not saying this because we're on Steeler Nation radio, but I pretty much know for a fact, and frankly, good for them, nobody is in the league is as media savvy as the Ravens. They're just really good at it, or they care more than others, or whatever, in terms of propaganda, I guess is the wrong word, but putting out positive vibes about yourself and yeah. things, you know, like... And a lot of it's like Mel Kuyper, but they always get an awesome draft grade. You, you, right. you know, I mean, he's a Baltimore guy, but it's just one example. And I'm not jealous or anything. I don't care. It's just the people look at them. They get kind of the benefit of the doubt more than they should. Todd Monken in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Here are his records as an offensive coordinator. T- 2016 with Tampa Bay, 9-7. and seven. 2017 with Tampa Bay, 5-11. and 11. Uh, 2018 in Tampa Bay, five and eleven. Uh, 2019 with the Cleveland Browns, six and ten. And now this year with the Baltimore Ravens, mm-hmm. never coached a playoff game right, as an right, offensive right. coordinator. Now he's he's a coach. He's coached in two play. He was a two, 2007. He was the wide receivers coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars when they went eleven and five and they went one and mm-hmm. one in the playoffs. Right. Who Every knows? Other year, I mean, they, yeah. Like, yeah, I mean. 
those other years with the Jaguars, 2008, 5 and 11, 7 and 9, 8 mm-hmm. and 8. Like, he's not been uh, – they didn't just go out and sign the greatest offensive coordinator in history. No, no. And everybody puts, well, he did such a great job with Georgia's offense last year. I could have coordinated yeah, Georgia's say, offense the last hardest. year. The guys, were better, the guys on that team were better than everybody else they were playing against. Two of them were on the field half an hour ago. Right. <laughs> you know, That's what shiny, he was working right, right, with, right, yeah. Right. No, I don't give him he a lot of credit have, for Georgia. His guys aren't better than everybody else with not the Not this level. No, yeah. 100%. Um, I don't know. I mean, assistant coaches are really hard for me to comment on. But, like, I look at Vic, Vic Fangio getting hired for the Dolphins going, oh. He's got more of a, a proven yeah, track right, right. record. Like, that's going to make a difference. Todd Monk, I know that's going to make a difference. What's in Todd Monken's track record here that says, oh, he's going to fix the Ravens' offense? Right, right. Nothing. Because it's playing the total opposite. Well, at least scrapping the old playbook and doing things a lot differently. Like, we keep oh, they're going to run a much more conventional offense. Great. Right. That doesn't mean it's going to work. You know, we've been talking about Patrick Ricard and, and Kendrick Green. Great. Well, I don't know if Ricard's going to play anymore for them. Right. <laughs> they want that right. guy anymore. He's yeah. played like 75, 70% of their snaps. They're going to be in three wide. There's yeah, no room for Patrick Ricard. Right. You know, now all of a sudden that guy, that, you know, and they're paying Ricard money. So, real quick while we're talking Ravens, it's, they've been real hush-hush about it. By the way, they're good with media. Did I mention this? Yeah. That – J.K. Dobbins is basically holding in. Yeah. I mean, that guy's played 23 games, and he thinks he can hold in. Like I, love, like, the, I love the player coming out too. of school. It's a he pivotal number, year for him. number one back in that draft, but he missed, like, almost all last year. Right. You're like, what do you think you're – who do you think you are? I mean, running backs have a terrible market. The whole planet knows that. <laughs> and you're going to try to hold your feet to the fire after – it's being like the, very unreliable. It's like when Morgan Jonathan Freeman, Taylor's got a case in the in the Batman movie when Morgan Freeman looks at the guy and says, "Okay, you think you think that right. your, your boss <laughs> is is a vigilante who's going out there and fighting you know, all these bad guys, yeah. and your idea with this is to blackmail him, <laughs> right, right? Blackmail the Batman, right, right, right. Like you have no cards in your hand, I mean, yeah, right? And Dobbins might come in and have a great year. I, I just wanted to mention that before. I'm like, this has gone on a while now. I'm not sure who he thinks he's. What he's going to accomplish here? Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, you know, this isn't Chris Jones holding in coming no. out of a career year. No, you know. I mean Nick Bosa could get away with it. He's up for a contract. <laughs> Dobbins is hardly ever on the field. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. I just, I just look at that. The, the Todd Monken thing drives me nuts. Like, oh, Todd yeah. Monken's going to come in and fix this offense. Really? Frankly, I can't wait to watch it. And and I think Lamar will be very good in any system. I don't think he has to be right. this pure yeah. runner. Blah 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 I don't blah blah. But but I'm not going to bet every cent I own that it's going to be a raging success and i don't either. know if they fixed their receiver position it's better i mean but i mean it could have been worse right than it, was it was so bad last year right but you know going out and signing odell beckham I, I, that doesn't move the needle for me no i mean we both like zay flowers and yeah. ba- bateman's also still fighting something he too. Hasn't been right healthy yet. right right so yeah it's yeah. interesting i have more worries about the defense right i don't think it's going to be as good and that's right. what that's what everybody just kind of assumes everyone assumes ravens defense you know eh, i bet it's average yeah yeah, I don't think it's a when great. When we do our fantasy football rankings, all oh, the Ravens are a top ten defense. Mm-hmm. Are they? I they, I, I, I don't think I so. I never see that way. Yeah, I mean, like I I picked my top ten and they weren't in the list. Yeah, you know I mean I, I wouldn't draft them in the top ten. I also don't see a ton of star power on defense anymore. No, no, you got Roquan and that's about it. Yeah, you know Marlon Humphrey's good. He's good. Yeah. Right. Maybe Kyle Hamilton turns into that maybe guy. Maybe turns into, but, but right, it's not right. yet. No, there's not Lewis and Ed Reed out there and no. Suggs and Nada. No, absolutely. So, anyways, we got to take another break here. We're up against it for. Hour number two here. So uh, he is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio and ESPN 970. We'll be back with more right after this.
Man, my holiday bills are almost as hard to get rid of as my in-laws. I guess my budget will be my New Year's resolution again. Hi there, friendly S&T banker here. The aftermath of the holidays can be tough. Have you thought about using the equity in your home to consolidate your debt? I can do that? Yep, home equities are one of the lowest cost financing options. At S&T Bank, we can help you so you can have a financial fresh start. Stop by a branch or visit stbank.com to learn more. S&T Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender.